Hey guys, welcome to the Habs Drive for 25 podcast. I am your host, Marty. Uh, Marty B, thanks for joining me on this brand new Habs podcast. I thought with all the drama going on with the Montreal Canadiens right now and in the last year, year or so, I had no choice. I had no choice to say I got to get on the bandwagon and start my own my own platform and talk about uh, the things that uh, I want to talk about in regards to the Montreal Canadiens. Now allow me to introduce myself. Uh, again, my name is Marty and I'm from New Brunswick in uh, Canada. So, um, uh, and a true Habs fan. I'm 44 years old, uh, hardcore um, from the age of five and on. Um, basically, um, my my son grew into uh, being a Montreal Canadiens fan as well, of course. So there's a, a big tradition there with you know my uh, my father's family. Uh, we had a, a cousin that played in in the NHL, Raymond Bork, and and we uh, we were we were such hockey fans and uh, so excited to have you know somebody related to us play in the NHL. But we just couldn't love the Bruins. We just couldn't like the Bruins. We uh, you know we were always just big time Habs fans. So. Um, Growing up was fun, and following all the Habs throughout the 80s for me, um, you know, it was um, 1986, of course, Patrick Roy, uh, Patrick Roy with, uh, uh, you know, basically uh, taking the team on his shoulders, and, and just, just a really awesome chemistry of a team in 93 under the uh, great coaching also of, uh, the I think, probably the nicest man um in hockey uh ever a nicest coach ever mr jacques demers mr jacques demers uh senator jacques demers late senator uh jacques demers rest in peace so yeah i've been a Habs fan since forever uh when i was um you know in my 20s i started Going to, you know, coming in from Moncton, you know, 10-hour drive or a couple hours flight and come watch some games and uh, when we could afford it, you know, uh, a few few trips here and there. And then when I had my son, uh, just, you know, kept traveling, uh, you know, throughout the years to come see some games, see some really important games like game three and four of the uh, elimination in 2014 of Montreal eliminating Tampa in Montreal. It uh, it was magical. It was awesome, and uh, man, what a what a vibe, Mister Jacques Demers, uh, Senator Jacques Demers, late Senator uh, Jacques Demers, rest in peace. So yeah, uh, been a Habs fan since forever. Uh, when I was um, you know in my twenties, I started. Going to, you know, coming in from Moncton, you know, 10-hour drive or a couple hours flight and come watch some games and uh, when we could afford it, you know, uh, a few few trips here and there. And then when I had my son, uh, just, you know, kept traveling, uh, you know, throughout the years to come see some games, see some really important games like 
game three and four of the uh, elimination in 2014 of Montreal eliminating Tampa in Montreal. It uh, it was magical. It was awesome. And uh, man, what a what a vibe outside of the Bell Center that night. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty much a tradition for us, and um, hockey's just like a huge passion. I grew up, you know, just playing hockey, uh, eating hockey, studying hockey, uh, and just playing ball hockey, and, and just my life evolved around, you know, hockey, and, and by the age of 13 or 14 years old, I had to stop playing um, competitively because of a... Uh, a birth uh, birth defect I had in my aorta, so uh, it was too dangerous to play. So I kind of shifted to music and uh, became a uh, you know became a musician in time. But basically, my first passion's always been hockey. So later in life, having had kids, my son Jacob, who will definitely join me on the podcast once in a while. He's a diehard and he's super intelligent. He's, what is he, 16? Um, I really wanted to jump on to the subject of the day today and really kind of explore that for a bit. And I'm going to keep this first episode kind of, you know, I'm going to go as long as it feels, but I'm not going to stretch it for no reason. So now that you know who I am, uh, I'm pretty much going to get right into it every other episode. So, um, so basically what happened today was, uh, throughout the day at one point, um, the, the pressers, uh, came around and then, uh, Twitter, uh, shows the Montreal Canadians on Twitter, they show every presser. So, and every day I, I watch them pretty, pretty faithfully in the afternoon and then after a game. And so, um, and if I don't watch them at that live moment, I usually track them back later. I really enjoy watching pressers, uh, especially the Montreal Canadiens pressers. So basically, uh, there was uh, pressers announced and that uh, Luke Richardson was going to talk. So right there, I was like, wow, that's weird. Like, how does this all come down? And there was actually a rumor going around that... You know, um, Duchamp, all in in the same time that Duchamp was uh, possibly uh, getting relieved of his functions. So anyway, I kind of thought into it, and then I, my, my equation was, and this is my equation, I mean, it's a simple equation, but lately the Montreal Canadiens have hired Chantal Maccabé as their VP of Communication, and the way I see it is that she probably uh, notified somebody from the medias to make an ask about talking to Luke Richardson instead of the head coach for today um, so that they could have somebody else different in interview and whatnot. But at the same time, she had planned that in the back end of things, um, Mr. GM Hughes... And uh, and his uh, people, his partner, um, and Mr. Molson, perhaps, uh, they uh, thanked Dominique for his services and let him on out the building. So that's how I see it. That's how I calculate it. Let me know what you think on that opinion. 
I think Chantal Maccabee has something, a role to play in this. Um, and not like an evil role. I just think she, she played her cards right to make sure that Luke Richardson was going to be the guy that was going to be talking. And then uh, from there on in, they could do their work behind the scenes with uh, Dominique Duchamp. Nonetheless, you know, mid to late afternoon, I think later in the afternoon was confirmed. No, mid, mid afternoon was confirmed that Duchamp was no longer the uh, coach of the Montreal Canadiens. It was really weird because, you know, the interviews that Weidman did today and and uh, that Richardson today, and I mean, I didn't read any, anything into it at all. I don't even know if they knew, to be honest. So, uh, I mean, it was predictable, and I was expecting it. I would have done it a few weeks ago, and it's not nothing against Duchamp. Duchamp was put in a position that was set to fail and then he created something in the playoff run that we all kind of just got all you know excited and hot and hot and bothered about but really at the end of the day um through the summer losing you know pricey losing webs and then eddie being out literally from the start of the season byron being out galley missing time Hoffman was out on an injury early in the season for like four, five, six weeks. And then all the COVID cases. And I know that I'm forgetting some. I mean, Toffoli, Toffoli was injured. You know, we know what happened with all of that. So it wasn't the same team, you know. And we can say what we want about Jeff Petrie. Um, and trust me, <laughs> ooh there's many a nights that I'm right there swearing with you guys Adam because I just don't fucking understand sometimes and then the whole Cassian thing you know that was just like for me it was like come on like just give him a break sit him out for a few games you know give the guy a break to watch a couple games from upstairs just to kind of analyze where he's at with everything how he's feeling, how it's looking from up there. That's what I would have done anyways. And I think that's where Dominique Duchamp went a little soft is where he um, he's a player's coach and uh, he, he is very respectful towards the players. This is all from what I see and what I hear from other media outlets. Of course, I'm sure I'm not like breaking, you know, any breaking news to you right now. But it's really my observation as well. He seems like a very, very fair guy. Super intelligent, Duchamp. And um, I think he'd be a person that uh, treats his uh, players with a lot of respect. And his maybe his, you know, his cord is a little too long, you know, until he, he puts himself in in trouble you know himself as as the coach because if you give him too much and it goes overboard like it has been you know um 33 goals in the last five games i mean if we continue that rate i mean it's going to be a complete well i mean it's 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 something that like you even as an organization as a business they have to wonder like 
how it's going to affect their sales in the future. Like, and so they need to turn this around and they needed to make a move. And I think for a first move in the Hughes era, um, I think it's the right one because it's the one that protects Duchamp the best. Duchamp's still making his 1.7 a year for the next three years, so good for him. At least he cashed in, and he's going to be okay financially. And that, the whole financial burden part of it, is something that has been relieved by the Montreal Canadiens, and his services were relieved as well. Um, but at least he still get paid for three years, 1.7, and uh, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be okay. He's gonna bounce back somewhere, whether it be junior hockey or in NHL as a assistant coach. Uh, I can see him working with Alain Vigneault in time at one point or another. It's it could be a possibility, you know. So we'll see. But I wish him nothing but success. He's uh, he's legit. You know, he's legit. He's solid. Now, the replacer. That one caught everybody by surprise. Wouldn't you agree? Martin Saint-Louis played, uh, never drafted, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not researching. I was just going off the cuff here tonight. Forgive me if I'm wrong. If I make any mistakes, correct me. Um, it's, you know, 1.30 in the morning, and I was inspired to talk about the Habs, so here I am. So Marty St. Louis uh, never drafted. Super small player. Huge success. He's won trophies, uh, you know, MVP. He's won Olympic gold, if I'm not mistaken, maybe once, maybe twice. He's also won the Stanley Cup once for sure, probably more. Um, an Olympian, which I mentioned. I mean, he's not on Dancing with the Stars, and, and that's it there. You know, Ice Capades and Dancing with the Stars is pretty much the only two things he didn't cover, if you know what I'm saying, and the only two records he didn't break. Because, uh, uh, you know, he's he was just a spectacular hockey player. Committed the eyes of, you know, of a dragon. I find like there's like his intense look and intense eyes really uh, always impressed me and really reminds you of Rocket Richard. And, and they say today, they said today uh, that Rod Brindamore has a lot of that same look. You know, that passion in the eyes when they... So, uh, no, I think it's um, it's a cool move because I don't think... And I think by interim, I think probably that comes from Marty Saint-Louis um, is from what we were hearing in the media today. And it would make sense that he just wants to give it a shot and see how if, if he can align the ducks there and see how he feels about being an NHL coach right off the bat and, and this and that and see how he adapts. He's got... A great coach in Richardson there, uh, assistant coach that uh, knows the structure, knows how to be a coach. So he's got good guidance from there. And I mean, even Burroughs, you know, he's, uh, he's working on the power play and uh, 
and he's uh, definitely uh, a person, you know, close to the age of Marty Sanui, and uh, probably about five, four or five years difference, and uh, maybe not. And basically, like they're they're both from Quebec, so there's a lot of ties there that are going to be able to create chemistry between them. I think, and I think Burroughs is a smart guy too. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what it's gonna what it's gonna do. I'm not banking on being in the playoffs. Uh, I'm hoping to be as low as possible in the standings in at this point. But I think Marty is going to come in and they're going to make some trades. So there's going to be some fresh blood. So there's probably going to be a nice little swing to the end of the season. And uh, and then Marty uh, will be able to see if he he feels like it fits for him. And uh, if the team thinks it fits, then we'll, uh, they'll evaluate it then. And there's also a rumor of Vinny LeCavalier coming in as assistant GM. Now, if you bring in Marty Saint-Louis and Vinny LeCavalier, I mean... There's going to be some good influence there and some good pull with Hughes, ha- you know, being a man that receives a lot of respect throughout the league. And uh, also his uh, compadre, Jeff Gordon, who's very well respected, you know, uh, in the league. And then you add Vinny LeCavalier to the team. You get Marty Lapointe there. I don't know. I, I like what what's dressing up, and it, these are all guys that probably would have loved to have the opportunity to play for the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, I heard a story. I heard a story that Marty Saint-Louis actually approached um, a Habs GM at the time, Réjean Hull. Marty Saint-Louis approached Réjean Hull and begged him for a trial because he hadn't been drafted. So he begged him for a trial with the Montreal Canadiens. And he said, you just give me a chance and I'll do everything and, and then leave it up to me. And uh, he ended up refusing the offer. Anyway, all that to say that uh, it was an exciting day today and uh, I'm hoping for a lot more action uh, coming up from the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, je suis bilingue. Si jamais vous voulez me parler français, uh, vous pouvez m'envoyer des messages en français anytime. Uh, si j'ai des auditeurs en français uh, et vous me faites signe, uh, je vous assure que je vous donnerai un petit peu de contenu en français aussi uh, une fois de temps en temps dans le podcast. I was just explaining that I do speak French and once in a while I'll speak French a little bit uh, if I know that some French people are actually watching the podcast and tuning in. So make sure to leave some comments, uh, hit the subscribe button, you know, the notifications. It means a lot to me. And uh, let's talk about the Habs all the way. This is the Drive for 25 podcast. Thank you so much. Marty B saying good night, goodbye, and good day. Go Habs, go.